you know, the incidence of elder financial abuse have doubled just in the last yeah. five years. Whoa. So it's been a, certainly a, a grow much, a steep growing trend. Um, last year, there were more than 24,000 cases that were reported to the U.S. Treasury. So that's just one one outlet um, making it to U.S. Treasury. Local law enforcement agencies across the country are been dealing with the same thing, you know, much higher growing concern. Today, we're talking about how you can protect your older loved ones from being scammed out of their money. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, where we talk about how spouses can get on the same page, pay down their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. Today's episode is brought to you by the free course, Five Days to 5K. Many couples I talk to know what they should be doing, right? Pay down that debt, save money for emergencies or whatever goal they have. The tricky part though is where do you find the money for those goals? Five Days to 5K is a free email-based course that helps you find, save, and earn extra money on the side so you can reach your goals faster. If you're interested, you can sign up at couplemoney.com slash 5K. A few years ago, my husband's Nana had sent over money to a scammer pretending to be him. She has a kind heart and she thought she was helping her grandson out. And while it didn't ruin her finances, it was a wake-up call that we needed to watch out for her. And she's not the only one. Last year, a record 24,454 suspected cases of elder financial abuse were reported to the U.S. Treasury Department by banks. Now, I can't tell you for certain why they're being targeted, but there are two key factors to consider. One, it's a growing population. By 2030, U.S. Census Bureau is estimating about one in five people will be 65 or older. And two, there's a significant amount of money tied up with our older family and friends. According to the American Bankers Association, 70% of bank deposits are with people over 50. So you have a growing population and it is appealing to scammers because of their finances. So what can we do to protect our grandparents, older parents, and other loved ones? Today, Joe Mecca from Coastal Credit Union is back to help us out. In this episode, we're going to discuss what financial scams are out there warning signs and what to look out for with your loved ones and how your banker credit union should be protecting you. This is an important topic, so let's get started. Financial scams can take many forms. It can be online, through email, maybe phone calls, or even in person depending on the scammer. With so many ways to reach out and contact people, it's impossible to completely protect your loved ones. However, you can look for signs and also better understand what scammers are looking for when they're searching for a target. If you've got loved ones who particularly are more isolated, Mm -hmm. uh, like we talk about our parents and we talk to our parents all the time, but those family members that you might not see from or hear from every day who might not have a lot of close family left, those are the ones to really watch out for because what's happening is the scammers are preying on their loneliness. 
They're preying on the fact that they're isolated, that they don't have a lot of people to talk to in their lives. And they're spending a lot of time building those relationships. Um, so, you know, an early red flag is if something doesn't seem to add up, somebody's talking to, spending a lot of time talking to somebody that nobody in the family knows. Um, they may be, they may, may be doing it online or on the telephone, but they're really, you know, if they're building new relationships with people that we haven't seen from or heard from before, um, that's a potential red flag. Not always, but it could yeah. be. So regular check-ins are absolutely essential. Depending on your situations, you may be able to arrange a trip over there for a visit in person, do a phone call, or do video chat. Just have a consistent time that you can check in, maybe rotate it within the family so that your relative and loved one feels that they're cared for and they don't seek out someone else's help who may not have their best interests at heart. Another area you want to look at are their caregivers. So you may have hired somebody to take care of somebody who can't take care of themselves. And, you know, that whole relationship is built on trust. Mm -hmm. Not saying every caretaker is going to be yeah, of course. a problem, but there's a good opportunity within, within that relationship for somebody who is looking to do no good to actually do it. Um, so things to look for, you know, spending a lot of time talking to, talking to people who are kind of new, um, mm -hmm. starting to move money or buy things. If you see people starting to move money around from account to account or giving people access to accounts that you know, shouldn't have access to those accounts. So if it's been a while since you've met or talked to your loved one's caretaker, go ahead and set aside sometime soon. Like Joe mentioned, we're not assuming that the caretaker is engaging in elder financial abuse or doing anything wrong, but it is important for them to know that you guys are keeping an eye out on your relative. And sometimes when you are working with an agency, their main caregiver may be a fantastic person, but they may have someone on the payroll that substitutes every so often that might not have your relative's best interest at heart. So being aware of who's doing the regular caretaking and if there's any substitutes are good things to know. And that means that you have to be on top of it. But part of the challenge, as Joe was explaining to me, with elder financial abuse is the nature of it. I think one of the big concerns is that, you know, a lot of elderly financial abuse mm -hmm. is happening. The transactions themselves look legitimate. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's the deceit and, and coercing the person to actually conduct the transaction. That's where the concern is. Um, but yeah, you have, we see people who are trying to get, give somebody access to their account or sign over power of attorney for something, mm -hmm. um, transferring large sums of money. And, uh, you know, a system, a software isn't going to catch those. Mm -hmm. It's actual human, human interaction that's going to catch that. And that's what we're finding is, you know, you can't match human intelligence and being able to sense where something about that interaction isn't quite right mm -hmm. um, to really trigger the, the sense that something isn't isn't going the way it should be. So here's where it becomes a team effort. You two may be working hard to stay on top of things, recruited some other family members to join in and help out, but you can't be there 24 seven. This is why you wanna make sure that your loved one's financial institution, whether it's a bank or credit union, is working for them. I asked Joe, what are some things that Coastal Credit Union's doing for their members to protect them? A lot of it comes down to training. Um, <laughs> all of our employees undergo um, just multiple modules of annual training that need to be 
need to happen over a variety of topics. People who are more member facing roles, you know, our frontline staff, Mm -hmm. they'll get extra training on um, how to spot different types of fraud and different types of scams, including elder financial abuse. So we're making sure that people are very well trained on that. Um, We've got a pretty decent sized fraud department that's going to uh, investigate things that we see happening that are either our members report or are reported to us that involve our members that we'll look into that and start to identify what, you know, we can reverse engineer stuff and find what trends to look for um, and things to spot. But they'll investigate a lot of things pretty seriously. As I mentioned at the top of the show, elder financial abuse, unfortunately, is increasing. So this is something that if you haven't dealt with already, will most likely be dealing with in the future, whether it's your grandparents, your parents, or other older relatives. So before any of the warning signs show up or a scammer gets on the radar, sit down and have a plan. And also get in contact with your relative's financial institution, maybe the three of you sit down and discuss what options are there and what protections there are. I hope you never have to deal with a loved one getting hit with a financial scam. But if you do, I hope this episode makes it a lot easier to deal with and minimize the damage. Before we wrap up, I want to focus on some key takeaways I got from speaking with Joe. The first one is the most important. That's keeping in touch. We personally know how hard it is to sometimes keep in contact as much as you like. We have kids, we work, we have a lot of stuff on our plates, but it's absolutely crucial to just keep tabs on our loved ones, calling our grandparents, our older parents, just checking in to make sure that they're doing all right and keep an eye on them. The second is Be on the lookout when you're talking with them. See if they mention any new friends, any new activities. It doesn't necessarily mean a red flag, but just being aware of what's going on can help you catch things if things aren't going right. And three, make sure you know your bank or credit union's procedure. If something happens and you have to step in, what do you need to do to make sure that your loved one's money is protected? It's better to know ahead of time. That way you're not in an emotional state when you're making these decisions. If you'd like to chat more about protecting your loved ones and your own finances, please join us in in our private and free Facebook group, Thriving Families. We look to support and help one another out to give ideas, swap stories. It's a really encouraging and fun bunch. We're over at couplemoney.com FB. We'd love to see you there. Special thanks to Joe for being a part of the show. If you're in the Triangle area and you're looking for a better banking option, please check out Coastal. We've been with them for a few years now and we're really happy with their service. They recently did a member loyalty bonus and my husband could hardly believe that he earned more in one year with Coastal than he had with one of those big banks in the 10 years he had been with them. As always, I'll have the resources we mentioned and other handy tools to help you two to master your money and work as a team. You can find them over at the show notes on Couple Money. And speaking of winning with money, you still want to have some fun with it. So next week, we're going to be doing an episode on how you can save up for your family getaway so it is worry and debt free. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on Spotify iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. 
And I want to say thank you so much for sharing the show with your friends on social media. I really appreciate it. I want making talking about money a much more comfortable experience and something that's part of the day-to-day routine versus having the money talk. The theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime, additional music by Lee Rosevere. And finally, if you ever have a question that you want to have covered on the podcast, feel free to reach out to me. You can email me or tag me on social media. My email is lacouplemoney.com and on social media, I'm Couple Money. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care. <laughs>